Welcome to Homeschool Insights, the show that brings you biblical homeschool encouragement in under 10 minutes. I'm your host, Yvette Hampton. Homeschool Insights is sponsored by CTC Math. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com and try it for free. Now on to the show. We're talking about ask, do, understand, live, and thrive. We've already talked about ask, do, and understand. So let's jump into live and thrive. What does that look like? So when I worked for the college, I had a a wonderful president of the college, and he would stand up in front of people and he'd say, you know, in the 1930s, the Germans were the most educated people on the planet. And he would pause and let that sink in. He'd say, that was not a great deal for the rest of the world. And his point there was that education cannot exist all by itself. Like it's Mm -hmm. part of something bigger. And if you lose sight of that, it's a really bad deal. And so this is an acknowledgement of that. And so we would say, look, you have to be educated for something. And you have to be educated to live not to get a good job, not to make a lot of money. And look, especially not to become rich, famous, or powerful. I think those things are much more in God's providence than most people think they are. And the people that are rich, famous, and powerful have been in places and situations and timing that is not unique, that is unique to them and not common to the rest of us, which sounds to me more like a providential thing than something they did all of themselves. And so we teach our students for live. I said, there's two things that I want you to know. The first is, I want you to be people that have resilience because you live in a culture that despises resilience. You live in a culture, if you've read The the Coddling of the American Mind, Mm -hmm. um, this would be kind of the textbook, secular viewpoint of this, that says, you know, there's these things that are taught, which is um, what doesn't kill you makes you weaker. So if, you know, if you insult me, it damages me in a way that I can never recover from. Uh, That You should always trust your feelings and that there's good guys and bad guys, you should be a good guy. And, you know, now that's a secular viewpoint. And from a Christian standpoint, we would say, no, 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 that's completely crazy. You cannot trust your feelings. Your heart is desperately wicked. Uh, God disciplines those he loves. Being in the desert is like being in God's living room. And so Dr. Myers just did this in our last event. And so there's an aspect of being trained there. Um, and then finally, there's this aspect that, um, you know, the, the you're both good and evil, right? I mean, your heart is wicked. And so there's not good guys and bad guys. And I tell our students, you never get the privilege of fighting orcs. You never get this situation where, you know, there's somebody ultimately evil. We have to always see people as made in the image of God. And so when we teach them, we say, look, if you understand this, then understand something else. To change the world, and and I'm really passionate about this, so I want to kind of get on my soapbox again here and really push this hard through to your viewers. To change the world, and to your listeners, to change the world does not require you to be rich, famous, and powerful. Mm -hmm. But that is what our churches often tell us. That's what the world certainly tells us. To change the world means being ordinary in an extraordinary way. Mm. And if you think about that, when somebody rich, famous, or powerful changes the world, it's because they did something that causes somebody to live their ordinary life in a different way. And that happens much less than you think. And so therefore, if you have the opportunity to change the world, that means you have the opportunity to be extraordinary what you do now. And I tell our students, here's the, here's the good news. You can change the world today. Here's the bad news. You just heard this, so you're on the hook to change the world today. <laughs> you know, you get to start. Um, <laughs> So when we teach, we try to teach everything we teach in that context and say, you're learning these things in a way that makes you be able to understand reality. Reality in this world means you live in a fallen world. Don't be surprised when things go wrong and then when suffering happens. But you also live in a, in a God-drenched world, you know, a, 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 a world post-resurrection. So don't, you should also not be surprised to find joy and sweetness and beauty and wonder as well. And people that are resilient understand that they can look and see both. 
Um, and I think that completely changes the context then of how people become educated and what they think education is for. So that's the part of live that we, you know, ask, do and understand has to all be in this context of preparing you to be more resilient and to be extraordinary to ordinary things. That's the mission. And if you do that, then you can, th you can go to the next stage. Yeah. And the next stage is to thrive, right? Because if we don't get to the thrive, the, then the, the, our story's not done. <laughs> right. So, so how sad is it to think that my education is so I can get a better job? My education is so I can make it. Oh, what, what a shallow, stupid, single-minded look at life. I just really get frustrated by this, right? Yeah. Um, is that, that doesn't hold true biblically, but it doesn't hold true practically. You know, does that mean that only the happy people, the rich, famous, powerful people? No, they're almost always universally miserable. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that can't be the thing. So we say, look, to thrive means two things. First, to thrive means to be educated enough to understand you should rest. And in a world that celebrates grit and go get it and work like crazy and never sleep, but we tell our students and say, look, when you refuse to rest, you are making the sin of Eden. You're making the sin of the garden, which you say, I cannot not work because my company will fall apart, my family will fly apart, and my church will die. In other words, I'm God. Like everything comes through me. And so when you rest, you say, I'm not God. And in fact, I trust that God actually runs the world, runs my life, runs my family, runs my business, runs my church. And so therefore I can follow his command and rest. So an educated person should be educated and then always, if they if they can build rest in their life, then they have the humility that their education is not what they're worshiping. Their education is always to put them in an ask framework to ask a better question, to learn something more about God. And so first we tell them rest. And then we say, and we say this, especially at our base camp event, we say at base camp, we teach students all about managing time and managing tasks. And then we say this, time and tasks only make sense in the context of relationships. And so this entire educational process, it's not about money, it's not about business, it's about relationships. Relationship with the one who made you and the relationship with the others who are made in his image. That transcends everything else. And, and we quote C.S. Lewis all the time, you've never met a mere mortal, right? Like jobs, internet, AI, buildings, those are all as the life of a gnat. People are either everlasting splendors or eternal horrors, according to C.S. Lewis. And so consequently, an education that misses that for everything else is an education that's not only not useful, it's dangerous and evil. Mm. An education has to point you to something that actually matters. Well, what matters? How about people made in the image of God who are immortal? Yeah. That matters. Nothing else does in that context and, and compared to those things. And so everything that we do has to point to, have I taught you how to be humble enough to rest and have I taught you to use everything you've learned to better your relationships with the one who made you and with the image bearers that you live in the presence of? And if we've done that now, now we've added value to a student's life in a way that actually makes sense. And if we failed to do that, we've failed dramatically. Thanks for joining us for Homeschool Insights. For more great homeschool inspiration and resources, listen to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And be sure to watch the film Schoolhouse Rocked, The Homeschool Revolution.